0: Welcome to Better Read, an experiment by Greg.org to transform art-related texts into handy, entertaining, and informative audio. This text is excerpts from a pamphlet essay by Frank Lloyd Wright, in The Cause of Architecture, the quote, International Style, published by Taliesin Fellowship, Taliesin West, in February 1953. It would be the last of what were called the Taliesin Square Paper Series. The editorial was republished in the July 1953 issue of House Beautiful Magazine with the title, Frank Lloyd Wright Speaks Up. Wright was 85 years old at the time, and he hated communists almost as much as the international style architecture they promoted. This complete text was unusually hard to find, but a copy of Wright's Collected Writings, Volume 5, 1949-1959, edited by Bruce Brooks Pfeiffer, was purchased after being deaccessioned by a federal prison library in Michigan. The quote, international style, is neither international nor a style. Essentially it is totalitarianism, an old totalitarian cult made new by organized publicity. The quote, international style, is nothing but the old architecture of the box with its face lifted. Any box is more a coffin for the human spirit than an inspiration. The box dominates constricts, and constrains the individual into something made fit only for collectivism. Its champions now declare dictatorially that the old box, is, it, this is their great gift to the world, their quote, style. So many university professors, museum authorities, magazine editors, feature writers, and critics seem to be trying hard to give notoriety to a group of architects imported, by a curious twist of fate. From the German Bauhaus to the New York Museum of Modern Art, the Bauhaus architects ran from political totalitarianism in Germany to what is now made by specious promotion to seem their own totalitarianism in art here in America. It is being more accidental than creative to mistake a disciplined sterility for austerity, mistake the plainness of bones or a barn door for simplicity, knowing nothing of real simplicity, the innate grace and significance of a wildflower. This is the mistake their promoters seem to make, in their dubious champions. There is no sense of the depth called the third dimension. They operate only on two. Among these puppets of promotion, facades again become of uppermost importance. These facades all add up to the same thing, a cliché for tyros, teachers, and sycophants who crook the little finger, and talk aesthetics, or by duped educators grasping for something easy to teach, and approved as a foreign cult. Sterilization is again mistaken for refinement. Provincial apostles of refinement name it quote, classic, stupidly comparing it to frozen Greek classicism, as though the ancient sterilization were a high virtue, but the cause of great architecture, the great truth of building beautiful buildings beautifully according to the nature of architecture, is travestied by this superficial mimicry, that always seems to follow in the wake of great ideas. The classic or camouflaged old post and box boxes still practiced in the past in cage or the glass walled dwelling, both approved by these publicists and this latest procession of callow professionals, now baptized, by whom, quote, international. But this latest form of glassification is no true revolt, no actual dissidence. This affection is, for free Americans, no more than the petty pretenses of small men. Old man box merely looks different when glassified, that's all. The more the box is glassed, the more it becomes evident as the box, no new ideas whatever are involved, as might easily be demonstrated by intelligent reference to the origin of their drawing board facades, the old sham front has had its face lifted, the only change is merely one of outward appearance, it is a change of face not of heart. There are fresh ideas to be brought to life, if you learn to labor for them, and are willing to work for them and wait. You must tire, as I do, of seeing these original forms merely renamed. All we have received from quote, internationalism, aside from the drop coping, is merely make the walls all glass, boys. And what do we get now? The same old box, only you now really look inside and through the box and see that it is more of a box than ever, thereby the tenant, as well as the poverty-stricken imagination of the architect is mercilessly exposed. The nature of the freedom prophesied by the Declaration of Independence originally made by our nation is antipathetic to an international level either of style or of life that quote, style, would be the communistic shadow descending over our own tradition, disgracing the great individuality that gave us our traditions and all their bewildering and wonderful fascination, color, and variety. Individuality is still beloved and prophesied by our nation. Never would we consent to be embodied alive to become prisoner of a style. Organic or truly American architecture emerged from the confusion of the sudden awakening of architecture as a new idea sixty years ago. The strength of the philosophy of a free, intrinsic or organic architecture is that it loves and cherishes these infinitely individual, human traditions of the great tradition. Because of our increased techniques, organic architecture could easily afford all nations new means of realization, on their own soil, along lines of character and development already peculiar to themselves. Whatever is really modern in architecture should, in this new view of reality, intensify the individuality of all nations, not strip them of the charm of their innate distinctions. Only when art is indigenous, the work of a particular time, according to the nature and character of the people of that time, is it for all time. Our American civilization is only a way of life. Our culture would consist of means of making that way of life beautiful. Either we die without a culture of our own, or we live by moving forward into a more beautiful, concordant life than we now have. We are not going to die sterilized by this quote, international style, a mere externality imposed by tyros upon American civilization as quote, culture. America was born to destroy the facade in all things, governmental or personal, that do not express the inner spirit. If, instead of our own inspired idea of architecture, we are to be reduced by organized expediency, commercial, educational, aesthetic, or altogether, to a quote, international style, by petty factotums, If a fashion is all we merit as a civilization, let's go back to barbarism. It is far more richly humane. Why do I distrust and defy such quote, internationalism, as I do communism? Because both must, by their nature, do this very leveling in the name of civilization. If communism, the factual religion of collectivism, is once established, the son of creation, which is the son of the individual, goes down, and life has agreed to be embodied alive. I see collectivism in all its forms, especially in this cliché architecture, already becoming far too expedient in our midst. The drift away from quality toward quantity, toward all forms of standardization, can only mean the eventual success of the communist or of the totalitarian. All collectivism, such as the so-called international style, tends to diminish the human soul, because it relieves the individual of a developed conscience and takes from him the reward of being true to himself as himself, which the essential spirit of democracy. This reward of individuality has been the star of creation since time began. That star will set if America accepts anything less than true style, not a style, but style all the while, there is no sense in imprisoning the spirit of what should now constitute the free architecture of a democracy, organic architecture. The quote, international style, an architecturism at first no more than a chic notion, is becoming, by the efforts of its gold concerts, an evil crusade. A fashion is always the passing show of imitation, in this case the imitation, of a bad imitation, of a bad imitator. Unfortunately, this invading fashion is serviceable to the commerce of professional publicists whose latest propaganda, quote, post-war architecture, is being exhibited and sold over the counter at New York's Museum of Modern Art. I see in it propaganda for the rising tide of mediocrity. If you intelligently examine it, you will find that it betrays the term organic architecture. Feeding on it as a parasite. Unfortunately for the cause of architecture, such when becoming totalitarianism, offering the shortcut, has become proliferous. It is now on the march in a procession miscalled quote, modern architecture. Having its parading knights of the cliche ever really studied architecture? No, nor did they really practice it. They are sometimes painters, sometimes sculptors, always enthusiasts, but never builders. They are the slaves, not the masters, of construction. They know nothing of the nature of materials and have contempt for the nature of human beings. They are not a wholesome people. Yet, They are selling an architecture absolute, ready-made, to a trusting people over the counters of American museums and in schools and periodicals. Those who do know architecture are not affected. They are well aware that any, quote, international style, is the degeneration of a good idea. Regarded by whatever creative architectural intelligence is left in our world, this substitution of facade for substance is shamefully wasteful, therefore demoralizing. Let's face it. The main point of vantage for, quote, internationalism, in any form lies in Collectivism. Collectivism is taught in architecture by too many of our schools, themselves representing an eclecticism just above the general level of universal imitation. Collectivism will serve either totalitarian or communist, but can never serve the democrat, because it is merely a conditioning of the herd, not an enlightening of the individual. It could destroy democracy by playing on its great weakness, mobocracy. By this collectivist conditioning of the mind, the machine becomes a dominating pattern instead of a tool. We then have the quote, machine for living, the theory that quote, less is more, and other concepts that become, more and more, less. If as a nation we are to have our own richly humane culture, we must work for it. Unless we waken soon to the nature of the nation we designed, we will see no more of the creative architecture of creative architects. Our quote, plan factories, and the factory produced young architect emerging from our colleges, now hanging by eyebrows from sky hooks or playing jack-in-the-box up on bear sticks seem to have found in the negation just what is needed to make the long labor of becoming an architect less long and arduous. Such architects are appearing only to disappear. Organic or intrinsic architecture, on the other hand, offers rational hope for the future. It abolishes the old post and lintel boxes unscientific, resents and rejects such quote slabs as the UN building. Organic architecture is a new idea of what constitutes a building. It introduces wholly new values into building, an entirely new ethic and aesthetic, comes to life when the building is so conceived as intrinsic, as the result of the nature of materials, tools, situations, and the human beings it shelters. Wherever it is honestly built, you may see a new countenance, the countenance of truth emerging. Architecture is primarily interior, of the thing, not on it. It is not a dead aspect of style, but style itself, bearing ever-fresh form, like all living things in nature. About twenty years ago, the shadow cast upon modern organic architecture by the then-new Museum of Modern Art, the quote, international style, was named. To the museums, then the morgues of art, it seemed to offer expedient resurrection. But this confluence of equivocal minds and circumstances now as identifiable as a sinister attempt to repute the betrayal of American organic architecture in the way the Chicago World's Fair of 93 did it to the modern movement then led by Lewis, Sullivan, the fair offered quote, classic, style and the American people seeing it on a huge scale for the first time were odd and sold, and the pioneer work in clarity and dissidence by architects Sullivan, Richardson, and Root was set back by 50 years. Can the hucksters of this ready-made cliché of quote, internationalism, for our half-baked, snatch-and-run system of professional success, recognize fundamental truth? No. They can exist only by means of controlled publicity, more publicity, some more publicity, and salesmanship. In this activity publicists are the enemies of our culture. What now is the educational policy of the quote, international schoolism of architecture? Publicity, more publicity, some more publicity. Publicity is becoming a great substitute for art, philosophy, and, yes, being. Must the shameful, servile, provincial past of our national culture repeat itself ad nauseam, ad libitum? The servile recourse to a machine style parallels the rise of mediocrity now flooding what should be high places. The world we share is not smaller than it used to be because of airships, atom bombs, and electrification. The world is larger because more comprehensive, though less comprehended by us, as human beings. Our view, both personal and national, comprises so much we never dreamed of before and do not understand now. What merely existed for us, before mechanization said and in quote, international style, appeared as the ideal expedient, is a growing problem for us to solve. This does not mean one world, but many, too many perhaps, because we are not yet ready with our own. If ever international cooperation is to come true. The need for solidarity of the independent nation and individual grows immensely in importance, with easy intercommunication. The strength of our native spirit is more necessary than ever for the freedom not only of ourselves, but the entire world.